James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Glenn Moore. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm nervous about slandering anyone uh, I and i realize that, that this is the complete crux of the show i know yeah it's dangerous we, yeah. we tread a thin line <laughs> but it's not live yeah so that's the main I, thing i can edit this yeah and the main thing is I can, I can now sit in in dread for a few weeks wondering what will make it in yeah i mean i'm gonna put it out tonight so uh, <laughs> you don't have that long to wait great um but likelihood is anything i say that's offensive i'll take out and i'll just leave everything you say yeah. no, that's not true um Glenn, how did you uh, how did you find choosing your three people for the island? They came fairly quickly when I when I first heard about the podcast. I, I I thought one immediately came to mind of like, all right, if I was stranded on a desert island, that that would be my person. Mm. And then the rest came within about an hour of you inviting me on. Uh, I, they were still they, they they are things that I think about regularly really in terms of like not just the people but like the the song the food that sort of thing they, they are things that like if 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 you if anyone were to ask me what my worst thing of any category is i can usually like i'm usually, i'm obsessed with people's worst and least favorite things i'm i'm, I'm always delighted to find like what the worst thing anyone has ever smelt is or anything like okay, that yeah. i just think there's always such a funny story behind most people's uh, this podcast sounds ideal for you. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not a person filled with hate, but I've just got one of each thing that I do hate. I think I think a lot of people do, and I love hearing them. <laughs> Same as you. Uh, so let's dive in. Who's going to be your first choice? So first choice is uh, I'm going to. It's it's not a. So it's Dominic Cooper. It's the actor Dominic Cooper. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's it, it, he, he was the one who sprang to mind immediately. Um, now, and I only say him because I don't want it to seem like a, an attack or anything sort of slanderous or anything like that. Mm. Ha- however, and, and it's only because he's very, very famous and very successful that I wouldn't want this if he ever heard this to bring him down in any way because I do respect his, uh, his choice of career, if not the way he's gone about it. Okay. Um, I think it all started like, so I've got, uh, my, my issue is with um, uh, when you have a very theatre actor on screen. Um, and I'm sure the argument goes the other way that if you've got uh, someone uh, who's like a proper sort of like movie star being on stage, we might be a bit too minimalist mm. for you to be able to really appreciate. But I feel like when Dominic Cooper's on screen, he plays to a theatre audience who are at the back of a theatre that doesn't exist. And it, it is, he, he is, it's like if someone said, now you need to be angry, he's gone, right, what is the most acting I can do in my face right now? And it's like... Um, you, every time Dominic Cooper acts, it's like he's teaching a child what emotions are, <laughs> so that you know what, like, right, this is me happy, and it's got like the, the most broad, terrifying grin you've sort of ever seen. Or it's like now you're playing someone who's suave, and okay. sort of like got one eyebrow raised, right? Okay. And do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like if it was a party game of just, or like it's like he's playing charades, mm. and uh, the, the character he's been given as a character who's in the film. Okay, okay. He's trying to convey. It's like he's it's charades, but he's been given an emotion. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So okay. it's, it's like it's like if he ever, God forbid, got given the role of James Bond, that it's like someone's gone. Right, he's got he's been given James Bond in charades, and he's just sort of acting it out, and he's using his fingers as a gun, even though the props department have like offered him one. Um, How, I don't think he ever would because he did play, and I'm very up to date with his back catalogue. Uh, yeah. He did play. Um, uh, 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 Mr. Fleming himself mm. um, in a TV show that I think was just called Fleming. And that's when I first noticed because it was in the trailer. I just thought, I thought, you look ridiculous. What was he doing? He was in a casino 
and throwing the chips towards the camera and like staring down the lens as if to be, I am playing a confident and rich man now. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it made me so angry. Um, and I think I first became aware of him when I watched the movie Mamma Mia, um, that he was just so, it was that very sort of um, on stage acting of sort of like, hey, hey everyone, it was very bouncy and okay. Daniel Radcliffe-esque. Oh right! <laughs> I, and don't I don't have a problem with Daniel Radcliffe, but it's just his acting. But it's 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 that yeah. He's... How, how have I never noticed this? Well, he's not like it's an odd one because this is why I didn't want it to feel like that because he's he's very famous, but he's not he's not necessarily a household name. I don't think every single person across the country I think knows right. who Dominic Cooper is. Yes, he's uh, although he's had lead roles lead roles in TV shows have mostly been American ones mm. and mostly ones that have been on things like streaming services like Netflix. So. Even then, if you lived in America, you wouldn't necessarily be aware of him because he's not on ABC or NBC and stuff like that okay. every night. Yeah. And in the movies he's been in, he's often been like the sort of supporting character. Okay. So you're not paying, maybe not paying as much attention unless something draws your attention like it has to you. Yes. And now you notice it every time. Exactly. So the fact that he's an actor should be neither here nor there if we're stranded on a desert island because his abilities as an actor should in no way ever affect, affect the fact that we're living on a desert island together. However, because my uh, the bile and gall has seethed up uh, and, and boiled up inside me for so long about him that now just the very the very mention of his name causes me to sort of like <laughs> flinch and cringe. And the, the, when I when I see his face, this sort of vein that I didn't even know existed starts throbbing in my forehead. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, it for just for the next few minutes, I'm just staring into space. Um, as if like like Mel Gibson does whenever he bumps into uh, M Night Shyamalan's character in Science because yes. he's just like oh that guy killed my wife and he's walking free. <laughs> you, you just find the middle distance. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right yeah. there, yeah. I have to be shaken out of like Glenn, Glenn, and it's like sorry, I was just thinking about Dominic Cooper. Yes, worry. <laughs> I've not noticed this, but I don't. Uh, yeah, and it, I realise it's not a weird because like it makes sense if you hate someone like uh, and, and not sorry, I hate people, but like someone like Tom Hiddleston who is a tool absolute mm, tool but like mm. is world famous and is everywhere and you can't go you know if someone chose 20 film like 20 highest grossing films of like the last few years he's going to be in a couple of them yes especially with like the marvel franchises as well that mm. it makes sense to despise uh someone like that because you see them all the time so, but it I, it feels weird with dominic cooper because it feels like you actively have to seek him out right okay. which i think makes me more frustrated because i'm like it, it would be so easy to go your whole life with avoiding Dominic Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Why does he keep cropping up in my life? <laughs> Do you find that he's cropping up so much? Well, not in person. I haven't met no, him. No. And the thing is, I would be really, really polite to him if I met him. Of course him. you would. Yeah, there's yeah. no one I'd be sort of necessarily sort of impolite to unless they were like a full-blown Nazi. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm making any accusations about Dominic Cooper. <laughs> no. But um, there are two people who I know who my friendships with have, have worsened since I noticed they look a tiny bit like Dominic Cooper. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah. Have you done any acting training yourself? Or is where is this sort of observation? No, it, or well, just a... it, do you know what? It came, from, um, it came from being in lots of plays at university mm. where I think I would get annoyed if half of the cast, me included, mm. were trying to play it. Because if we were doing it in a small studio of, like, say, hundred audience members yes and the plays were often comically under attended so we're looking at maybe 10 or 20 audience members yeah. that you, and they're all if they're all in the front row then you kind of want to you know they're, they're aware of what's going on in your face they can see even like the slightest eye movement or something like that mm. so i was obsessed with trying to boil stuff down to like that and then if someone came in 
And we're sort of like, darling, hello, <laughs> welcome to my shop. Take a look around. And it'd be like, can't, like we know you're a shopkeeper. No. We know you're playing a shopkeeper. You don't have to. You don't have to be a shopkeeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be wearing a shopkeeper apron in every scene. Yes, yeah. Come and look at my groceries yeah, over yeah. here. <laughs> okay. Um, Dominic Cooper is going to be your first yeah. person. Thank you very much, Glenn. Who's going to be your second person? I don't know their name. It's a stranger. It's a stranger who on the tube a few years ago, I, I've encountered two people on the tube. I've only ever truly hated two people I've I've met in, like sort of met in person. Okay. And one um, was, and I'm only putting one on the island. Um, one was someone who... Uh, I was sat opposite on the tube and mm. uh, she was there with her son um, who was being very loud and irritating. And I was eating uh, McDonald's and I was eating my chips. And the kid uh, said to his mum really loudly that he wanted McDonald's and he wanted chips. And she said, so that I could hear, well, maybe if you ask the nice man politely, he'll be nice enough to give you some chips. <laughs> and then looked at me. <laughs> Hang and on a minute. Like, oh, fuck. I <laughs> These are my chips. Yeah. So I had to give the child some chips. Did you actually? Yeah, because you can't not like. I wanted to just say I'm really, I'm, I'm really ill. Yeah, you don't want. I'm yeah. so contagious. This is you don't want this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but I, I barely. I, okay. I, I'd like not started. I don't think I'd made any physical contact with the chips. So there was no. I had no. I couldn't say. Yes. Well, I've already touched these, so you don't want them. But also. Um, I don't know why I was so surprised. Then, of course, you gave the kids some chips. Because what else can you do? Exactly. That was the issue. Because you can't go, no. <laughs> no, absolutely. Just turned, excuse me. I do not want to give your kid some chips. I know. Yeah. Um, so, that, But that's not the island person. That's uh, the first person who on public transport I have hated. The second person is a person I like to put on the island because I think this would actually factor into what they'd be like on a desert island. Okay. Um, I uh, When I first moved to London, um, in an attempt to sort of like write, I'm just gonna. I, I'd, I'd quit a job up at a radio station in Sheffield, moved down to London. Mm. The aim was do any temp job during the day so I can do any stand up gig in the evening and then try and build up a career that way and just do any temp job. And so I was doing a temp job at Thames Water and I used to get the tube in every day. And I was sat uh, on the tube at Thames Water and I had a can of Fanta in my bag and I took the can of Fanta out. And then this quite uh, elderly woman who was sat opposite me motioned for me to take my headphones out. I hadn't even opened a can of Fanta. Mm. She went, I just certainly hope you're going to put that in a bin when you're finished with it. <laughs> what? And was like really aggressively like, and it was like, ha- right, on a what, how, how could I have not angered you <laughs> with this can of, fa- there is nothing I could have done uh, yeah. differently that would have still, like, I, I ang- in every possible machination, I, I could have, in a Groundhog Day situation, yeah. I could have removed that can in, in a hundred different ways. Mm. And the only way she would have been satisfied is if I didn't have a can of Fanta in the first place. Yeah. The mistake I made was purchasing a can <laughs> an hour beforehand. I just didn't, and I didn't say any. I just didn't know what to. I think I apologised. Did you? I think I went sorry. Yeah, and I'm so angry that I did that. Yeah, but it was it was so hilariously unreasonable. Such a. It's like tapping anyone on the shoulder and saying, "I should certainly hope you're not going to kill someone later." Mm. I've got my eye on you. Yeah, it was so yeah. bizarre, and so the idea that when you're tr- attempting to collect firewood or you're trying to fish and if you're mm. on this sort of desert island the idea that someone's going to preempt how wrong you've managed to get that it's would ridiculous. drive you insane 
How? It's just, okay, hindsight is a wonderful thing, and we'll put that to one side, but it's like me saying to you, I hope when you get home uh, tonight, you're going to put those clothes in a wash basket and not on your floor. Exactly, because then it makes it sound like that's something I regularly do. Yes. It, it, like, uh, it's something me and my sister always used to uh, do in, in terms of um, resolving an argument. What you do to definitely beat the other person is, rega- even though it wasn't true for either of us, what you'd say is, at least I flush the toilet when I'm done. Yeah. The other person has to go, well, I do. I mean, it makes it sound like they're in denial. Right. So you've won. You've definitely won the yeah, argument. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, there's nothing the other person can do. The other argument winning technique is um, if you were ever arguing with someone in public, which fortunately I've, n- I've never had to and never been in that situation. Mm. So if you're arguing with someone in public, what you do is you turn around to other members of public and you go, I'm really sorry about them. Okay. Because that absolutely minimises them. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, The only way Mm. that she could be in the right here is if the day or the week before she'd seen you. Yes, exactly. On on the tube. Chuck those. Yeah. And I had, but she didn't necessarily see that. Yeah. No. uh, I... It baffles me so much. I wonder how many Fanta can disposal incidents she'd seen mm. over the course of her life that made her go, I don't, I don't trust you. Yeah. Ah. I've, been, I've been burnt in the past. Okay, so maybe she's looking at you and say and thinking, ah, I was here the other week and that young man. Exactly. But yes. that's not you. No. I, it, Unless you look really like a guy. That has done exactly that in front of her. Yeah, I don't know if I give off a particular look. I've been, I've been, I've been preemptively told off before, actually, um, on uh, on transport. This was on a train back from Manchester, right? And it was one of those rare occasions where you see that the f- a, to buy a first class ticket would be cheaper than to buy a standard one. Sometimes that happens for some reason. I don't know why. And so I was like, oh my god, I've never gone in first class before. This would be ridiculous. Really yeah, great. Treat yourself. And um, yeah. I was quite hungover and probably a bit dishevelled, to be fair. But I sat in first class, and um, a guy. Uh, was, he was sat opposite me again sort of like motioned for me to sort of you know to get my attention and he went you do know this is first class wow yeah did you have a ticket did you say he just went you do know this is first class don't you yeah but did you have a first class ticket yeah so did you get it out and just say yes no so- because he didn't work for the company yeah. I just went yes yeah. and you're like alright <laughs> don't blame me when you inevitably get thrown off and fine <laughs> it was it, uh, it's so annoying because it, it, it I encounter uh, like I I have a habit of attracting um, very very unreasonable people. Why? Just unreasonable members of the public. Very very strange. It happens. It happens a hell of a lot. And I don't know if it's um, uh, I, a kindness in your eyes. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know if it's because I'm 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 I think I'm overly polite mm. and um, in in person usually. And I think maybe either people like to take advantage of that or. They mistake it for me being really condescending. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, you are a very intelligent guy, which could be quite No, but I'm not. I just sound like I am. Okay. I mean, no, I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> but I've just, I've got a posh voice for no reason. None of my family do. <laughs> not from a posh family to any extent. And I've just got this, this absurd voice. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you've fallen into the trap as well. I don't know if you're having me on though now. No, I'm not, like <laughs> this is you. T- you are double bluffing me. I'm, I'm, I've fallen into your trap. Everyone assumes I've went to like. Everyone assumes I went to Eton, and everyone assumes I went to either Oxford or Cambridge. Neither are true. Okay. I didn't go to private school. I didn't go to Oxbridge. I don't. I don't know where this comes. You very is much the... went to university in Sheffield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. University of. 
Of okay, mm. well, this this guy, uh, maybe you are <laughs> posh. I don't know. Right, um, so this woman that is absurd, yeah. isn't it? It's out of order. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know her name. No, but let's call it El- okay. Elspeth. No, but you can imagine that she's going around her entire life like this. Exactly. So it would be uh, it, it would be unsustainable trying to build a desert island community. Yeah. When someone's decided what you've done wrong what in kind advance. Of cu- what kind of stuff is she going to come out with on the island? Well, just, um, uh, I, I, like, I hope, I hope you're going to set fire to those twigs when you, when, when, once you finish collecting them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why else would I Yeah. Why else would I be collecting yeah, these? Yeah, or putting up at a coconut. I hope that you're going to do something with that if, yeah, you, yeah. if you drink it, <laughs> right? It's just like, it hasn't even... I haven't even opened the can. I know. Okay. Uh, Tube Woman Mm. goes on. Eternally frustrating. Um, You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. Mm. I think about it so much. (laughs) Yeah. And it feeds into my next one, actually. Okay. I think Uh, to some extent. Now, the next one is someone who I love very dearly, and it's my own mum. Mum. Would be difficult to live on a desert island with. Please tell me why. Because I think... She, so, mm. she. I think she has a similar habit of. If there's a lack of trust, there's definitely a lack of trust in terms of me. Like, I, I, I wouldn't put it past her to in a, to in a few years do that Fanta thing right. to, to someone else. <laughs> okay, I can sort of, I could sort of see that sort of happening. She's got it. And in her. there's a real sort of like, if ever we go and visit like relatives or something, if ever I go back home for Christmas for a couple of days and we go and visit relatives on Boxing Day, she'll always just sort of say, "Remember, don't say anything rude to them." <laughs> And it's like 30 years old. And I've never, ever been impolite to anyone. So what about my previous behavior? Again, what could I have possibly done differently in my life to have prevented you from saying that? Mm. And so that would be sort of quite different. And like if, uh, and it's because it's it's quite odd because I only see my parents around other relatives because I see them on like, you know, the big celebrations, your Christmases, your Easters, your your summer solstice. Um, But (laughs) where do they live? (laughs) They live in Glastonbury. <laughs> no. So they live. They live in the countryside. They live in. They live in Sussex. And um, right. and uh, I, I. If ever like so, if ever we're sort of visiting relatives or something, if like my uncle asks me a question, he'll be like, "How's work going?" My mom will go, "He asked you a question, Glenn. <laughs> answer him." And it's like, what? <laughs> hang on a minute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to answer. Yeah, and there's a real like it. it it's it's like at times she slips into it. She just she doesn't see me as an adult and just sees. It's like unruly six-year-old. Mm. And again, like if I if I would say, this has happened on an occasion, if I was like clearing the table, I was clearing, I was clearing the table and I said to my uh, aunt, I was like, um, as I was clearing everyone's dirty plate, I said to my aunt, oh, can I take your plate? My mom went, can I take your plate, please? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm doing the... No, no, What was was what I did rude. Was what I? <laughs> I'm doing the kindness. Here. I know it was yeah. so insane. Her plate is empty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless she's going to lick the gravy off that plate, right? Anyway. If, if there's, a, if there's another element uh, of as well um, of if she was in the beginning, if she was about to launch into any sort of uh, advice, and it's all very kind stuff, but it was if it was ever, if she was ever to launch into in, into any advice mm. or a story. And I sort of managed to sort of nip it in the bud and be like, well, no, that didn't happen. Because it will just say like, uh, it, 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 let's say it's something like, have you moved house yet? And I'll say, yes. <laughs> so there's no need for her to provide any advice. She'll say, all right. It's like what I was going to say was there's a cheap removals company. And it's like, OK, we don't Hang need to. Minute. We now don't need to have this 11 minute <laughs> conversation 
of you telling me about builders who I will never ever, yeah. I will never encounter in my life. That yeah. doesn't. It does. It, 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 can we? We don't need to. But I she's do, already. She's already on the train. That's. You I know. told you I've moved. I don't need to know they have seven vans in different. Yeah, sizes. I don't need to know what I could have done. <laughs> this isn't a game show. I don't need to know that the boat was behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is painful. And so I feel guilty putting someone up. But it, know, and again, but... it's someone where it's, it, it, you know, absolutely like a, 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 a delight mm. uh, in person and, on, and in the UK, but on a, on a smaller and more deserty island yes. um, would be difficult. It would be, yeah. N- comforting, I guess, to have your mum with you. But in, uh, to, to have that tube woman and your mum sort of ganging up, that is on a par with... You are going to set those sticks on fire, right? Those sticks yeah, on fire yeah. after you get them. But also, I just think it would be a bit weird on a desert island with, with your mum. Do you yes. know what I mean? It just it would be or any what like do do? any relative. Yeah, yeah. it just like it's a, yeah, you're living with your parents again. Yeah, you somehow moved back into your parents. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, part of me would love to move back with my parents, but yes, I'm 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 with you. I always have this uh, like whenever it gets around about uh, usually sort of Christmas sort of time. I always sort of go. I, I think. It, It'd be really, really nice to go back for Christmas just for a few days. In fact, I'm going to stay longer than I usually do. I think it'd be really nice to be really festive. I'm there now. And, it's, and, it, and uh, you know, I have this really sort of uh, roasting sort of vision of what being home around my family is. And as soon as I walk through the door, within five minutes, if I've been given a chore, it's like, I hate my, I hate my life. <laughs> and I think I, I, need, I, need I need to leave. I remember what I left. Yeah, I was exactly. going to go and stand in the garden. You don't smoke. Yes, just on my own. Yeah, for I, rem- a while. I remember why yeah. I haven't lived here as an yeah. adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, so your mum is going to be our last choice. Thank you very much, Glenn. Glenn, now mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Earl Grey tea. Earl Grey tea, yes, I can get behind this. Is absolutely, I think, the worst possible drink. Um, I don't really like tea without milk at the best of times. Mm. Um there and uh, certain types of tea I prefer without milk, you know, and definitely suited. And uh, and it's a necessity to have milk. Things like Darjeeling, I obviously, re- you know, really, really like. Um, but I have this. So there's a, there's a theory I've spoken about, uh, spoken about on my radio show before, which I call the accidental lemonade theory, mm. which is regardless of how much you like any food or drink, if you were expecting a different food or drink, then it immediately tastes awful. So I think I only got into olives recently, mm. and I hated olives for most of my life. Because the first time I ate one, I thought it was a grape. Right. And, I, I, and as much as I probably would have enjoyed the taste of an olive, because I was expecting the taste of a grape, it, it ruined my life. It's shot. Um, yeah. I had the same with uh, marzipan. We had a Tudor day at uh, primary school. Everyone had to go dressed as the Tudors. And, um, and someone's parents had made like these, um, this fruit bowl full of like apples and pears. But they, they weren't apples and pears. They were made of like, icing. And I bit into it and it was marzipan, which... I now hate and I can't that is one of my least because you were expecting a strawberry or whatever exactly in the same way that even if lemonade is your favourite drink in the world if you wake up in the middle of the night and have a sip of what you think is water and it turns to be lemonade you spit it out because you're like what the hell is that Uh, yes it tastes it's it's water it's wrong water why has this theory got the accidental lemonade so the first time I tried Earl Grey I thought it was a regular cup of tea that's it that's all it was and as a result, and I'm sure in a few years' time, I will enjoy the flavour of Earl Grey tea. Mm. But the first time I had Earl Grey was maybe 20 years ago, and I still haven't gotten used to it. I just think it tastes... Oh, the flariness yes. is revolting. Absolutely revolting. I think anything floral uh, doesn't taste nice. Do you know what I mean? It's like... If, yeah, if, if, if you like... have it with sweets as well, to some extent. Mm. Um, but that is... 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like th- thing like you get rose water or like even like rosemary water. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really like it in bars when they have uh, when you say, "Oh, can I get a pint of tap water?" And they go, "Actually, you just fill it up from a side, and it's full of just oranges and stuff." Yes. and lemons. and I go, "No, no," and that's contam- that is contaminated. <laughs> something like if we're boiling down. What yeah. contaminated means to its most basic foot, you've that's contaminated. You just water. want to turn back and be like, What the fuck? Can you just get me some from that sink over there? Yeah, I'd like much prefer the sink water. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Earl Grey tea, yes, I'm with you. No matter how much milk you put in it, can't change the flavour. Uh and it's just like it stays with you as well. It's yeah. just, it's it's awful. Um my wife sometimes drinks it and the smell from across the table is just Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's more pungent. Like, regular tea doesn't smell. Yeah. Who, do, who does it think it is? Yeah, yeah. Where do you get off yeah. Earl Grey tea? Um, okay, Earl Grey tea. And what's going to be your food choice? Difficult toss-up between this one. I think it would have to be... So, in my head, it's Turkish Delight. A very good choice. Um, again, it looks just like great sweets. In the same way that, like, uh, I think licorice all sorts, from a distance, look like... They are going to be the craziest, sweetest <laughs> taste explosion ever. And they taste of, like, schoolwork. They do. They t- they're, hard, they're, hard, they're difficult. They're really difficult sweets. And they're not fun. It's like a real... There's something really archaic about it. Whenever mm. you read any book from, like, any coming-of-age book or watch any coming-of-age film from, like, the 1920s or 30s, and, if, and I feel like it's a very sort of It's a Wonderful Life sort of thing, mm. where, where kids back then, like, as treats, were given sort of, like, oh, have you had your charcoal sweets? And, stuff? and it was always just things like... Why? Yeah. It's like it gives you diarrhea afterwards as well, and there was no joy in it. You get no real gratification out of this. So, um, but also, like you wouldn't have had sugar in like almost anything else. So that like little bit of sugar you get, the sugar hit you get from an, a licorice all sort, yeah, would be like a, an amazing flavour. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's like well, the world has moved on, mm. and these things sort of haven't. I can't imagine how exciting even the slightly sweetest thing would have been like the idea of having like a pear in medieval times would have been so rare yeah because it was the it was the rich people who had the dreadful teeth and the poor people who had the had the great teeth because the poor people didn't have any sugar mm. but it was the it was all the kings and stuff who had to have false teeth because they had you know access to all these sort of luxury items but when i say luxury items i mean it's probably like you know the science taste but when they'd say oh if you chew bread for long enough and it starts to taste sweet because that's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't under any circumstances. But that was like the closest they probably had. But you get to chew bread for half an hour and yeah. it tastes remotely sweet. Yeah, right. But um, licorice all sorts and, and Turkish delight. Absolutely disgusting. Mm. And I feel like if you were given the option of those, uh, 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 of a room full of any sweets, mm. if you choose those, then you are dangerous. You are so dangerous because I don't know what is wrong with your taste buds. Yes. But realistically, why those so, wouldn't be on a... Da- why dangerous as a description? Because what else are you capable of? <laughs> you, you clearly don't, you're clearly not capable of independent thought, any level of critical thinking, to be able to differentiate just how amazing, like, fizzy strawberry okay, tubes are right, stuff. okay, yeah. Or even just anything. something worse, even chew it, yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Over licorice all sorts. I know. Just what's wrong with you? Mm. For God's sake. It's an awful flavour. It is horrible. Isn't it? Yeah. But those realistically wouldn't make an appearance on a desert island unless it's like a Tom Hanks in Castaway sort of thing where he's suddenly got these, you know, FedEx parcels that are full of them. Yes. Well, I often if, say uh, uh, you've crashed on this plane and you're desperate and you look so in the, the cargo hold. full of them and some insane person filled their suitcase. <laughs> with turkish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, a liquid think yeah. So realistically, those wouldn't be easy to come by. Mm. So if we were talking about something that could naturally grow. Okay. 
Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Uh, yeah, and they have been forced on me so much throughout my life because there was this insistence from my family when I was growing up of, don't worry, you will like tomatoes. It's something that you don't enjoy the flavour of. Like, I, I remember hating... Um, I remember hating the taste of beer the first time I had it because the idea that that is your parents' favourite drink over yeah. like Pepsi Max is insane. <laughs> yeah. Because you go, well, what's this? It's mm. got to be incredible. Yeah. And you try it and it tastes of metal. Yeah. And it was it was so vile. I mean, suddenly you become utterly dependent on it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was, but they, they, it, it does become nice. But the weird thing was my, my uh, every time I take, every time my dad would have a beer and he'd sort of like sort of go, do you, do you want to try a sip and see what you think? Or I'd be really insistent, be like, please, can I have something? And it tastes even worse than the last time. Mm. Um, he drank uh, Victoria Bitter quite a lot. And he'd always have these little stubby bottles of VB. And in re- I had one like a couple of years back. It tastes exactly the same as it did as a kid. Turns out my dad was just uh, drinking really crap beer. <laughs> it just tastes awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if he'd had access to, like... Like all the great something, stuff. Like a brew dog drink or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Then I probably would have been, like, an alcoholic from the age of five. Uh, yeah. But it turns out he was just drinking was just... really vile beer. Yeah. So tomatoes were forced upon you. Yeah, just because my family was sort of going, you'll, you know, you will like them. They, they, they yeah, sure they're not delicious as a kid, you know, but you, you will appreciate them. And I think they wanted me to sort of grow some sort of Stockholm syndrome esque attachment to them. Yeah. But the very, uh, it wasn't just the texture, um, but the the flavour made me would make me wretch. Um, as a kid, definitely, like, I would I would be sick if I had tomatoes. And it, eventually, my family sort of whittled it down to, all right, how about every year when we go on holiday over the summer, mm. you try what you try tomato every year. We, and it was sort of like you know sort of thing we'd reconvene as a family on holiday every sort of August, and just just during one meal, I'd, tr- I'd try a tomato, and every time I'd vomit, like every single time. But then what happened when I was about eighteen or nineteen, and sort of approaching the sort of last couple of family holidays, the final ones. Mm. My family became insistent that I'd never tried a tomato before. And it was like, do you not remember the times I was sick over the balcony every single time? The number of spoiled verandas. Because I'd, I'd had to have tomatoes. And I, I, to this day, I can't bear, I cannot bear them. Now, if they're roasted or anything like that, then that's fine because I've had the flavour removed. But a raw tomato makes me feel really, really sick. I feel queasy. Um, during, and I'm absolutely fine. I like I find that movie violence and gore and the like has absolutely no effect on me, and never really has done. But I cannot deal with the scene in the third Lord of the Rings film when Pippin is made to sing for the um, temporary sort of steward of Gondor, and he uh, he sort of says, "Sing for me, boy, while I you know have my dinner." And he's and what happens is there's a, there's like a battle going on at the same time, so they sort of intersperse the two, and it's meant to be sort of a metaphor for the the horrors of battle because um, everything he's eating is really sort of like it's like chicken, but he's like tearing with his teeth, and, mm. and it keeps focusing in his mouth, and he, he's eating these tomatoes in the the most violently aggressive way you can imagine, and they're exploding all down his mouth. It's like you're a king, have some decorum. <laughs> Um, but every time I see those tomatoes explode, I can just really feel it. Really? Yeah, and I have the benefit actually. Me and my sister have this. Um, uh, sort of a, 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 a ability feels like too strong a word, but it's something that we've inherited from my dad. We've both, we can both do. We can turn off our taste buds whenever we want. So if we just don't want to taste something, we just don't just don't taste it. What? Yeah, it's it's annoyingly it's difficult to prove because my friends have often sort of said like, well, why don't you just eat like a dog turd or something like that? And it's like, but no, because I'd know. Yeah. But if someone hid a dog, like if someone baked a series of brownies and one was a dog turd mm. and I was sort of told to eat sort of each one, then, um, and if, as long as the texture was exactly the same, I would never, ever guess which one 
and I can just decide not to taste stuff. I, I okay. I, I'm not going to say you're lying. I, how? I just, I, how? It just, for us, it just feels like blinking, like closing your eyes. That's what it is. It like, it's, right, so you know, like, if you, um, if you know you hold your nose, that yes. stops you from yeah. tasting stuff as much. It's basically, we can do, we just block off our nose. You hold it on the inside. Like, no, like, it's kind of from the back of the throat, but it, it, it's not, I don't really have to do anything. I think my sister has to do something more. there, but I can just, it's more just like sort of psychological, I just don't taste it. Uh, it, it, it's literally just a decision to you, go, I'm just not going to taste this. You need to do a blindfolded taste test and people just put things in your mouth. Yeah, it just, it's just really, but like, yeah, um, uh, but we, we thought everyone could do it because me and my sister can do it and my dad can do it. So we've obviously got it from him. Oh, yeah, there's no way of proving because you could, because you could just the say, o- I can't time. taste it. Exactly. But the only, and maybe do like a lie detector, I don't know. But the, the, the only time it's ever really benefited me was we, there was a friend of mine who ran a bar. Uh, we worked at a bar in, um, in in Sheffield when I used to live there. And we went along once and we just sort of tried to get free drinks from him. And he was like, no, not really. But he was like, how about I make you all, I'll make you all shots and I'll make you all cocktails. But he said, I'm going to make them, they'll be strong, but they'll be the worst things I can find in our fridge. Ooh. And it was all stuff like egg liqueur and Tabasco and all this sort of stuff sort yeah. of all, all, you know, all put together. Um, and I was just downing them really, really easily because they just didn't taste of anything to me. And it was fine. It was like the egg liqueur mixed with like, Vodka and tequila obviously turned it into a sort of weird, sort of like frothy cheese, which was yeah, a really broke for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was quite um, gross. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it. Yeah, um, but I. It was absolutely fine, and I had about twenty of them, and then realized at the end of it, it's like he was like, "Okay, yeah, you've you've won." You've but, proved, um, yeah. but by this point, I realized I had like twenty shots in a row, so I just basically collapsed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's fine. It doesn't work with spices because that's a different sensation. Ah. So I wouldn't be able to just be able to eat like a ton of Chili spicy wings. Yeah, absolutely fine. Whatever. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. But um, yeah, if someone was just like, this is incredibly, I don't know, sour, I guess it would be fine. I, if anyone is listening to this that has the same thing, please uh, contact us. But on well, the, the, So with, with tomatoes, I can just about do. So I can just about do, but it's just the texture. I'm so aware of the texture. I'm so aware of the psychological connotations of the fact that this is the thing I've hated for so many years. Mm. That is the only thing I sort of struggle with. But it makes me a very polite eater because if anyone makes me a meal that I sort of don't really sort of enjoy and I can have the whole thing and it's fine and so what I usually do is if there's any tomatoes in it I'll just down down the tomatoes in one if there's if there's actual slices of tomato on a pizza like the tomato right. sauce on like a pizza is fine okay uh, bolognese sauce all that sort of stuff is right. fine but if it's actual slice of tomato I, I take them all off and I'll just try, I'll just down them in one go and get rid of those and it's like okay that's done is that if you're being polite and you yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. you have to do it yeah yeah okay wow interesting Tomatoes. I mean, I have, <laughs> so I have had people uh, like opposed to tomatoes on this before, and funnily enough, uh, it's always been texture based. Yeah, I think it's like, a mixture of just like, like it's not even like a sort of skin as such. It's like balloon like, mm. and it just tears so easily, and then inside is just a bit too. So it's like what I imagine it would be eating an eye. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, because it bursts. Yeah. Okay, tomatoes are going to be a food choice. Thank you very much, Glenn. Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favorite film of all time, and the other is your least favorite song. What are they and why? Least favorite song of all time. Song first, okay. Um, is Sandy Tom's "I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker with Flowers in My Hair." This I is good. Hated that song. And I remember first seeing it on TV and being filled with this sense of profound dread. Because I not only I not only hated the song, 
but I could see it being very, very popular. Mm. And I could see it really sweeping the nation. And the dread I felt was, not only do I hate this song, this is going to be on the radio forever. Yeah. And every year of my life, I will hear a version of this song. It just made me like cringe on behalf of the song. Mm. It was just the idea, like the, the, even the fact that the lyrics were just wrong in the first place of like a punk rocker with it's flowers and not... two entirely different <laughs> movements. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't, but it just made me feel, it just made me feel really awkward inside. I just felt really embarrassed. Oh, it's, it is. It's cringe inducing. Yeah. And I ju- it was just, I just panicked so much when I first had it thinking like, I'm going to hear this. I'm going to have to hear this a lot. And I won't be able to get away from it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, 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 no song has ever had that effect on me. It just really, really bothered me. It's profound. It just sort of happened. Then you thought. I'll, I, I nearly a... felt scared. It was just so bad. <laughs> yeah. And then, thank, and thank God it disappeared. Mm. And it isn't really ever played. I'm sure at one point they covered it, that you, you hear it covered or something on TV. No? Uh, yeah, it on wasn't, like an it wasn't massive. It's good that it wasn't massive. Um, it, it, and uh, thank God that uh, Sandy Tom is a one-hit wonder with that, right? Is that yeah. that's a one-hit wonder? Yeah, she but sometimes no, no. There was a, there was a follow-up single, but I think there was a sort of issue because I think the idea was um, the song had gotten big because it was played on like some YouTube stream, and I think it was like the mm. first time that had sort of happened where like she debuted it sort of live on YouTube, and it got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people watching from around the world. But then I think it turned out I might be completely wrong here, but I think it turned out that like she was actually like signed to a record company, and they'd organised this and made it sort of look like, oh, let's try and pretend this is like some underground sort of thing and it was their attempt to sort of relaunch her like in the in the sort of Lana Del Rey yes. way because like she'd had a sort of attempted at sort of a, you know attempted a career and then they were like well let's do this sort of Nancy Sinatra trailer trash but really classy mm. sort of and then they sort of and then, and then she got it relaunched which is absolutely fair enough because it works yeah but on this particular case I think people felt like it was a scam because mm. okay. it played on the very idea of this is an this is some a random person, yeah. any member of the public who's given this a go, and it's really really worked out. I think there's like uh, I think it's fine for people to evolve and change. Like uh, you know, David Bowie is the great example, and I'm definitely not comparing Lana Del Rey to David <laughs> Bowie. But um, maybe uh, if it's contrived by the record label, yeah. now Lana Del Rey, she could probably get away with saying, "I'm just really into that music, and this is the direction I've I've." Uh, decided to take it if they're pretending that she's doing a live stream from her bedroom but it's like got high production behind it yeah and uh it's contrived i think i think you're right i think that is different well because the thing is if sandy thomas got a bunch of albums now and she's selling out across the world if that if that if that is the case you know mm. for all we know mm. um think then great but i just i'm just happy as long as i'm not hearing that song yeah okay yes i agree and then you're on the you're on the island and that's it on repeat forever i just it would give me such great motivation to get off the island yes you'd put a lot more effort in to get yeah i don't so. know how I, I don't know if it's worse to have a long song or a short song mm. because the long song is obviously very very sort of dragged out but the short one you're gonna have to hear it more more time times yeah. so you hit you have that jolt of Panic and horror every time it restarts. If it was a long song, it would have to be uh, the farms um, all together now, which you probably have to hear quite a lot. Yeah, in yeah, your... I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's probably, I'm not sure if it's a bad idea me saying that because it it almost dies off and, and it, then, then it, it just keeps going and it's just a nothing. Mm. It's so like I think it's trying to be sort of 
simplistic in how profound it is, but it isn't. No. I, I hate it. Yeah, okay. Glenn, what's going to be your film choice? About Schmidt. About Schmidt? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think it was just marketed in the wrong way. So, um, okay, uh, am I right in thinking about Schmidt is the Jack Nicholson that's one Jack Nicholson where he one. has a pen pal? Uh, it's is where right? he has, I don't know if that's... Is that the bucket list? No? No. I'm I'm getting, getting, is that as good as it gets? No. Right. Okay. About Schmidt is Jack Nicholson's wife has died. Yes. And then he, I think, is just just trying to live his life. Mm. And then he meets uh, Kathy Bates. That is all I remember. Right. However, we watched it, um, uh, uh, me and my family, uh, over Easter one day. And because like my nan was staying, we had to be polite. We didn't want to sort of like abandon my grandmother by all sort of going to our respective rooms mm. and doing our own thing. We all mm. had to, you know, sort of do communal activities. So we'd chosen about Schmidt, which is adorned. The DVD case is is, is a wash with uh, four and five star reviews. Mm. Uh, just unbelievable praise of just it being this hilarious laugh a minute film and it just being absolutely hilarious. And it is the most miserable, depressing film I've ever seen. And it's only because I think of the context that makes me sort of hate it so much because it felt like the film lasted for nine, maybe 10 hours. It just didn't end. I couldn't stand it. And there, there wasn't a, there's not a single joke in the film. There's not a single laugh. And at the beginning, he's like staring at this sort of clock ticking. And we were sort of like looking forward to it being funny. Yeah. And we're sort of like chuckling along at him, staring at lots of going, huh. And then just nothing happened. I and mean, then he gets informed of like his wife's death or something. And and then that sort of made me want to go, no, give me my laugh back. Yeah. But no, you, you, you've taken that in bad faith. I, 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 I want that laugh back because I was laughing in the anticipation of something being enjoyable. Mm. And it isn't. And there's, they, I think films are sometimes, um, obviously films are marketed in sort of the wrong way. And usually it, sometimes it ends in disaster. I think yes. the uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem for Mother, which was excellent was just marketed wrong because mm. it, 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 I don't even know how you market it I think the genre is horror she fell foul to this as uh, uh, another time because um, uh, was it Joy? S- no Silver Linings Playbook oh yeah yeah with Bradley Cooper yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was marketed as this kind of like um, this indie film yeah right and then when you get in there it's just a rom-com like, like Robert De Niro, but it's an amazing film. Okay. I thought it was great. Right, it is I thought it was film. really, really yeah. great. It is good, but I think I uh, I remember. I mean, going, it, looked, it looked very Garden State, didn't it? it they're wearing, very bin, Garden State. wearing bin bags for no. Re- is that a thing people do when they're running? Yes, He's, you're right. They are wearing, he was wearing bin, bin, bags. bin bags when he when he when he was running. He was wearing bin. Bags. I think I think I have known people to wear it under their clothes to get extra sweat. Right, okay. I don't know about outside. Right, but yeah, it w- yeah, um, yeah. It was because I, I I hated i hated garden state and i hated that spate of films that came out afterwards mm. where it was like okay here's a five second shot of me just staring uh as i'm backed up against a wall while like really intense violin music plays and that's supposed to be like um that's the hilarious joke that's the that's the comedy of the film you know <laughs> yeah. it's just really pretentious yeah. and just full of just like meaning meaningless uh stuff mm. that was sort of dressed up as being sort of like oh, we're actually really deep and sensitive right um yes. and about schmidt was that but just elderly it was just the elderly version of that right. there's not a I, I eventually i became truly fascinated with the film because i was like i don't even understand how it could have been seen like li- where where do the laughs come from mm. is it supposed to be like a napoleon dynamite sort of thing where at screen on any one time there's no punchlines but i was I, I the first time i saw napoleon dynamite I couldn't stop laughing for the whole film because there was always just something on screen that made mm, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. It was it supposed to be that, but it was just so sad and miserable. And I've I've often I get really annoyed 
when I feel like I get tricked by a movie's marketing and I go into it with the wrong attitude. Mm. I love Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Hated it the first time because it had been marketed as, at the time, Jim Carrey had still mostly, with the exception of like uh, The Majestic and Man on the Moon, had mm. only really been doing Com- like hilarious yeah. slapstick liar comedies. liar exactly stuff, yeah. and so the idea of oh he's in a rom-com this time so it's not an out-and-out comedy mm. this is a rom-com this time okay and Kate Winslet's in it and she's great and uh, the, the you know there's Mr. Blue Sky playing over the trailer as, as it shows him literally trying to trying to, I, I guess uh, try and remember the uh, the girl who's been erased from his mind and it sounded really fun and it's an intense film but mm. in no way has any structural resemblance to that trailer um, they just marketed it and so, they, so I yeah. didn't so I sort of switched off when I watched it because I thought it would be a really fun mindless film and it got about half an hour in where I suddenly sort of like sat bolt up where I was like what, hang, on, hang on a second sorry sorry I don't know anything that's going on here mm. and I felt the same way with um, I think Inception was marketed as a more mindless action movie than it turned out to be ah, and yeah. I did, and about half an hour in I was like sorry I have not been listening I haven't, are you going to be annoyed I, I haven't been listening I was exactly the same mm. I had to watch it twice exactly and men loved it and the second time I was like ah this is genius but the second time you're watching it you're like it do- you're missing that crucial first time of watching a film feeling and I remember so vividly being as it being just such a dull day mm. on an Easter Monday just with my family, just being forced to watch this dreadful <laughs> film. But eventually I just started, I just couldn't, eventually I just started laughing in that sort of desperate way where you just go, I, I find this situation you, funny now because I'm so yeah, unhappy. And you're like, you, you're second, is this is this my lowest point? Exactly. And you follow you going inside. I had a flight once from Australia back to London. It was one of those sort of 24 hour, pretty much uninterrupted ones. And mm. I remember that as, when you boil it down, sure there wasn't like a family death or a breakup or anything about that day, but it really was one of the worst days of my life because it was 24 hours of just... Sat just staring straight ahead of you. <laughs> At someone back I watched Spider Man four times. <laughs> the Tobey Maguire one. Oh, no. I had, yeah, and I remember that. So uh, I watched it once. A couple of hours later, I was like, there was nothing else on. So I just watched it again. And then with about seven hours to go, I watched it for a third time. And when the credits finished rolling, it just started again. And I went, I went at this stage, yeah. And I, I, knew, sure. I knew the entire script by the end. But the, I, I, and so I, re- I remember that as a really like on a mild level one of the worst days of my life. And I remember what the idea that with none of these things, the day I tasted a tomato for the first time, I don't remember. I you know I I, I remember hating. Uh, I wish I was a punk rock with flowers in my hair. You know I, I I I remember being really annoyed when someone called me out for just having a closed can of Fanta on the tube. Mm. But I I can't pinpoint the exact date. And with that, with about Schmidt. I, I remember know, every exactly. element of it and wow. no other form of literature or cultural entertainment has had that effect on me. <laughs> I, Mike, this, this is made for you, this section, <laughs> isn't it? I think like no one has, uh, has, has gone so deep. It is fantastic. Thank you very much, Glenn. About Thank Schmidt is going to be a film choice. Um, I feel like, you know, I... Uh, I feel proud to have been able to give you this moment. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Wasp. Wasp. Oh, I mean, I, I'm sure I, I'm not the first person to say that. I'm not the last. Mm. They they offer nothing. No. And I, 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 the, the, I'm, I'm really terrified of wasps. And I think it's because I've never been stung by one. So I still don't know what it feels like. Ah. So that's what I'm mostly scared by. And I've only been halfway there. When I was at school once, put my hand in my pocket, a wasp had somehow crawled into my pocket and died. And I stung myself on the dead wasp. Like I put my hand on it. And I, ca- I put my, took my hand out and there was just this wasp just hanging from my hand. Oh. And that hurt a bit. 
But mm. I was sort of thinking, well, a live one doing that maliciously. Mm. And I just don't like the idea. Like, stinging nettles, I've been told it's pretty much the same as stinging nettles. But stinging nettles, it's fine because you brush past them, it's fine. But the idea of something coming towards you and ah, embedding it, yes. it's just that image behind it, the, the hate. And I, 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 I firmly believe that they can smell fear and discomfort. Definitely. Because they, they really gravitate towards me. And I just can't. The amount of times on, on holidays or on just like outdoor at a bar or something with friends that I've really embarrassed myself and had to say, I'm really sorry to be a nuisance. We're going to have to move our plates and move to a different... I, I really... I, it, yeah. I, I, I won't be able to focus on anything anyone's saying. Oh, yeah. And it's, I'll, I'll just be staring that wasp down, hoping it's going to leave. I, I hate any time I've been on a bus and you sat towards the back of a bus on the top deck and you just see it come up the stairs in a sort of like, hey, <laughs> hey, guys. And you just think, oh, I'm in an enclosed space. Uh, no. This is hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a friend of mine was on a flight once with a wasp. And no I can't way. Imagine, I cannot imagine how bad that would have been. You have to kill. Kill, kill, kill. Well, that's it. I've also never, I've never killed one. So um, You've never batted away a wasp? And... No, because I know that if you get it wrong, then oh, that makes, them, that makes yes. them more furious. Well, it's like they're just so angry. And they, have the, they definitely know because you bat them away and then they're angered and they'll follow you. They yeah, exactly. I don't know what they want if I've just got traces of jam on me at all points or anything <laughs> like that. I was on a train uh, recently and uh, I, I was, it was like one of the few parts of a train that had, I just had like, I had a set of four seats all to myself and it was great. And the rest of the train was re- weirdly round, I think, because everyone had like specific tickets that they had to sit in their specific seats. And um, next to my window, this wasp was just sort of buzzing around just that one particular frame oh, of no. window. And it was like, don't make me move from here. Please don't make me move from here. Please. I'm happy. And, yeah. and it kept moving ever so slightly forward to the guy who was in the seat in front of me. And he would just, just you know, he didn't care about wasps. And yeah. he would just whack it whack back. It. And it would oh. land on my table and just start fizzing around, looking furious. And it was like, I really want to say to him, can you stop doing that, please? <laughs> yeah. Like either kill it, yeah. Or please stop. And it was, uh, uh, and it was just too, really taken. You're too nice. It. You wouldn't have killed it. Well, no, it's not no, that. I just know yeah. it would sting me. Yes, yeah. Um, so wasp, wasp is going to be your yes, animal choice. Absolutely, Glenn. This has been great. Thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for having I'm me. Glad we could get the time together. And uh, uh, what are you doing at the minute? Where can people see you? Uh, I'm on tour at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm about halfway through. I've still got about twenty uh, dates left. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So it's uh, and all the dates are on uh, my website, Glenmore Comedy, and they're on my Twitter at the Music Glenn. A brilliant, and uh, people can hear you every morning on Absolute Radio, right? Yeah, on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show. Fantastic, and oh yeah, and if people want to get you uh, on social media, what's your social media? Uh, so at the News at Glenn on Twitter. Oh, sorry, you and, said yeah. uh, Glenn Roger Moore on Instagram. You which are is my full name. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. Glenn, you are. Is it Glenn Roger Moore? Yeah, and I hate when people sort of go, "Oh, that's a funny name." It's, no, I, I don't. That's that's not my idea of a good joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. my name. I wouldn't, yeah. do, I wouldn't write that. Um, Full credit to your parents, though. My uh, dad's called Roger Moore, so... Oh, uh, right. So we knew what he was doing. Yes. Uh, Glad, you are one of the funniest people on Twitter. Oh, that's very Your kind tweets of you. are unbelievable. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. You must see the attention that they get because they're so funny. No, I, 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 I got out of the habit of... About six years ago, I got out of the habit of checking back to see how... How well it's uh, how, or what how it's doing while it's happening. Right. I'll usually just like post about three or four jokes a day, and then the next day I'll have a look back and sort of go, oh, that one went okay. Maybe in the first five minutes I'll check because if after five minutes I it's looked got, to one earlier, it's it had got fourteen thousand people had liked it. Oh, that's all right. That's higher than normal. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, don't, they right. don't all get that. But I urge everyone to go and have a thanks look. Thanks a lot. Thank hilarious. you. Uh, thanks for coming in. Good. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. 